Good evening, good people. Good evening and welcome back to the VIP show brought to you by Children's Services of Roxbury and the Young People of Youth Police and Partnership, YPP. You're listening to the VIP show on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. I am your host, Harry Harding. I happen to be the vice president and innovation of innovation and strategic partnerships for Children's Services of Roxbury. I also have the distinct pleasure of overseeing the Youth Police and Partnership Program, YPP. And I am thrilled to be back with you. You will notice that I am without a very crucial element of the VIP show, the VIP themselves, the young people. We are currently in hiatus. We just came off of our summer programming, and uh, it is uh, in between programs at the moment while the young people return back to school. Uh, We are preparing for our fall and spring offering. And as we do so, I thought it would be a great time just to recenter the audience and give you an opportunity to learn a bit more and have a bit more context for where youth police and partnership came from, where it is now, and ultimately where we intend to go. There is so much extraordinary possibility that is down the line. Youth Police and Partnership has been a youth program of Children's Services of Roxbury for 25 years. And within that time, there has been so much growth, so much experience, so much value. And even that said, there's just so much more that can can, can happen going forward. And I thought that it could be a great opportunity this evening to share with you what is possible for the future, both in light of what we learned recently as the young people are now in the infancy of building this this new platform, this production of the VIP show and building their communication skills through a number of ways throughout with, with the program now, but then also again, future wise, what we're intending to happen And it's also an opportunity to talk about that in the larger context of Children's Services of Roxbury, which is also also in an extraordinary period of growth and how the Youth Police and Partnership Program is evolving as part of a larger mission that the agency has to really be a part of this launch pad vision. And I will explain exactly what that is. But before I do and before I get into that, I'm going to take a break and have you Uh, get centered with some really great local music. And when we come back, we'll talk more about Children's Services of Roxbury, Youth Police and Partnership, YPP, and the VIP show, The Launchpad, all of that when we come back. So you stay tuned. Again, you're listening to The VIP Show on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station.
will coincide with the lives of the snakes and the rats and the cats in the hood that are devious. Never did a good thing previous. And it's difficult to see through the smoke when the weed keep my eyes low when my throat's choking. Soaking the liquor up in my liver, but I don't give a what. One up in the bank, stick him up. Flicking butts out the window on his acre. If money meant your death, fuck it, save your family. Would you take it? My city sleeps too much. I'm a demon in disguise. Lies rid me of my innocence. And ever since, I never give it. I've been indifferent. Cause anytime I'm in a pinch, I'm swinging for the fence. I gotta get it while it's there to be got. Let it commence. That was The Gathering featuring Andre DePriest from the artist Mega Trife on the album Gold Ain't Found Above Ground. I always want to give some local love to, uh, or rather some love to our local artists who are out here trying to do their thing, some positive reinforcement their way show them some love for you know their their uh creative spirit and their artistry and speaking of creative spirit and artistry and positive impact i want to get right back to talking about the young people who you'll notice are not on today's show uh they are uh in school right now as well they should be and uh we are in hiatus as the moment the youth police and partnership program takes a break every at the end of every summer uh, as the kids go back to school and uh, we prepare for our fall and spring offering and um i thought that it would be really important to just take a moment as as we're on hiatus to share with the audience again just some history and also some presence and a little bit about the future, about where this, this program is and where, uh, you know, the, 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 the history of youth police and partnership, the presence of youth police and partnership and in the future of youth police and partnership. Uh, I want to remind you that this is the VIP show on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. And as we think about, the history. I want to just kind of start off and kind of give you where youth police and partnership came from. Um, and then I'll, uh, in the next segment, I'll tell you a little bit about where we are. And then uh, we'll talk a little bit about where we're going. So let's talk about history. Let's talk about where YPP started, why it started, and how the program evolved. So in 1995, at that time in Boston, there was a considerable amount of gang activity in the Boston area, particularly um, young people in Boston involved. Now, I know you might be thinking, well, how is that any different than today or before? And in some ways, it's not so much. I mean, there's there's always been a gang activity. And, you know, I, I don't want to say there always will be. I hope that that somehow changes at some point and that the work that agencies like Children's Services of Roxbury do 
helps to mitigate that or helps to eliminate that along with all the, the many programs and, and, and community leaders that are out hoping to impact and, and create safer communities. So I hope we don't, I, I hope it's really, it's, it's not uh, exaggerating to say that one day there won't, won't be gang violence or youth gang violence. But in any case, in the nineties, when it was particularly rampant, there was a number of programs and, and organizations that stepped up to say, hey, how can we address this issue in the community? How can we, you know, be, be you know, how can we respond to what's happening around us? And one of the programs that emerged was this program at Children's Services of Roxbury called Youth Police in Partnership, YPP. And the idea was that young people, particularly teenagers, 14 to 18 range, who were either already involved in, in DYS, which is uh, the Department of Youth Services, um, or maybe heading in that direction, or young people who were, you know, maybe gang involved or, or uh, you know, again, had, had were in that, headed towards that lifestyle, finding a ways in which to build a bridge between those young people and law enforcement, namely the Boston Police Department, but certainly just in general with with um, with the law enforcement community. And I think the at that time, the aim was just to get the young people in positions to interact with law enforcement in a way that wasn't, uh, again, in the legal sense. It was a way in which to get law enforcement, you know, again, namely Boston Police Department, to interact with young people that wasn't in the legal sense and get them talking, get them in the same room and get them finding common ground with one another and building relationship. And it was done in a couple of different ways. One was to do what, you know, was called roundtables or community dialogues in which the young people would facilitate conversations with law enforcement about issues that the young people found important. And those issues ranged in a number of different topics and um, they were able to, you know, again, find space in which you know, they could have real dialogue and real talk. And it was also an opportunity for, you know, law enforcement to have interactions with the young people where they could tell them, kind of share with them the experience of what it was like to be an officer. And so you had this exchange going on where again, young people would you know, facilitate these conversations in which they were able to be themselves and to talk directly to law enforcement and, and police about their experiences in the community and vice versa. The officers could share their experiences about what it was like to be police and law enforcement in that same community. And so by default, you created this, you know, uh, bridge, you know, through communication uh, in which these two, uh, you know, seemingly separate entities, law enforcement and, you know, gang involved or, you know, young people who might be gang involved or young people who were involved in this, in the judicial system, you it created this pathway for them to have, have real talk. And, 
more than that, it also created opportunities for them to have other more more positive experiences, which also included them having a working relationship in, in creative and artistic ways. And for years, one of the signature pieces of Youth Police and Partnership was a theatrical production called Know the Law. And Know the Law was a, again, a theatrical play in which young people and members of the law enforcement, again, largely BPD, but uh, it evolved to have involved more than just Boston Police Department, um, so do interact, do, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they would play out scenarios that would happen in, in the community and they would, you know, the young people would sometimes play police officers and then police officers would sometimes play young people and they would do, you know, they would, they would, you know, role play in various scenarios. So for example, it could be, you know, what would it be like if a young person and then, uh, you know, a group of young people, you know, stole a car and went joyriding and then got pulled over by the police. And, you know, they would do an interaction of what might happen if that scenario went, went not so good. Or what if that? Or what would be the alternative if um, they it was a positive interaction, right? And they would do these sort of interplays in which they would do these various scenarios, and those, you know, an, another scenario could be like you know there was they're in a car and maybe there's a there's a firearm in the car, and what would the consequences be if there was a firearm in the car? Let's say you know a young person gets in a car with a friend of theirs and they don't even know that there's a firearm in the car. They just got in the car because Hey, their friend went to pick them up to go to the movies or go wherever, or go to the mall, and there's a firearm in the car, and they get pulled over. And what were the consequences of that if you're just a joyrider or you're just in the passenger seat or if you're the driver? Or who? All these kind of scenarios that were, you know, that, that happen often. And it, and it was an opportunity for, again, the, the audience, which at that time could be other young people, it could be other members of the community. They did this play in a number of different settings, but it was an opportunity for you know not only the young people and the law officers who were doing the theatrics to work together, but also an opportunity for the community to see you know what what some of these scenarios might look like, and you know have a you know again a creative way uh, you know to to be educated on, you know, the, these particular legal scenarios. And so that was the you know, one way in which youth in this program and law enforcement began to build relationship. And it, and, you know, the, the one thing that I, I, I failed to mention so far is it, the, the program was also, it was an after school program. And so as part of the curriculum was also, uh, leadership development skills and career development skills. So the staff at YPP would then would also use the opportunity at the time they had with the young people after school to help them learn things like how to interview properly for jobs, how to write resumes, how to um, you know apply for jobs in a way that was productive. Right. So these sort of you know these skills that are needed to help a young person enter the workforce. And it was a great combination of, you know, leadership and, and life skill development and also relationship and community building. 
And, and that was the foundation of YPP. And a lot of those elements still exist today. And when we come back from break, I'll talk to you a little bit more about how we see those historical elements play out today and where we hope that they are evolving to and going forward. You're listening to the VIP show on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. Stay tuned for more. Break of Dawn by Seneca B on the album Friends. And before we went on break, we were talking about the history of youth police and partnership, how it started and why it started and what some of the early parts of the program look like. You're listening to the VIP show on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. The VIP show is brought to you by Children's Services of Roxbury and the young people of Youth Police and Partnership, YPP. And uh, there are no young people on today's show, unless you consider me, and I'm sure most of you would not consider me young. And y'all wrong for that. All right, I just want to let you know you're wrong for that. Um, but my name is Harry Harding. I'm the Vice President of Innovation and Children's Service of Children's Services of Roxbury, the Vice President of Innovation and Strategic Partnerships, that is. And I also oversee Youth Police and Partnership. I've had the privilege to... Um, be a leader within that program uh, for the last five years, and um, I'm extraordinarily privileged to do so. And I've been able to, uh, and I've been fortunate enough to be in space with some incredibly talented and dedicated young people and staff who um, are just committed to making better conditions in the community and through their own work on themselves, 
and through building relationships and partnerships with others in the community. And before we went to break, I shared with you again a little bit about the history of YPP, which again started in the mid-90s as a response to building, uh, to the, the climate at the time. It was a very violent climate and building a bridge between young people in the community and law enforcement. And they did so through, you know, through dialogues and through uh, creative um, art artistry, and a, particularly a play called Know the Law. And that continued for a number of years. Um, and today, you know, presently, you know, YPP continues to exist and continues to be uh, an experience which young people are building relationships with law enforcement. And that family of law enforcement has grown to expand beyond just Boston Police Department. It also now includes Mass Transit Police, Suffolk County District Attorney's Office, the U.S. Attorney's Office, um, Northeastern University, um, and a number of other uh, community partners that are that are not just law enforcement. And one of the things that's evolved is particularly the young people's skill building within the program. And the we've tried to incorporate a number of sort of new age and evolved ways in which the young people can build upon their communication skills, their public speaking skills, as well as build their community uh, building skills. And so how, how I've sort of come to uh, define the key principles or the key makeup, if you had to say, well, what is youth police in partnership today that it wasn't in, in 1995. Well, I would say in 1995, YPP was about relationship building and leadership development. And I think that's still the case. But now we've included or evolved that to be around communications and community engagement. So what does that mean? Well, communications is really the opportunity and when I say communications is giving the opportunity for young people to build their voices, to activate their voices, to discover their voices, to bring them to the community in a way that they are heard, that they are powerful, and that they are recognized as just as essential as any voice in the community, regardless of age or status. And the way in which we are doing that today is by giving the young people opportunities to build platforms and to build communication skills around. Continue, we continue to do community dialogues. We continue to do community dialogues with law enforcement and with other community entities as well. But we've added this element around podcasting and audio production and radio production, again, as a way to, again, evolve their practice of communication as well as evolve their skill building. Because really what we want to do is have young people utilize these skills as a potential way for them to build pathways to career opportunities and not just career opportunities per se in the digital media or, or communications field, but in any field, right? What field can you think of? where communication skills and communications practice is not essential. 
You know, I don't care where you are. I don't care if it's social work. I don't care if it's retail. I don't care if it's construction. How you communicate and the way in which you communicate is always going to be a skill that you need to have tailored and 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 uh, and 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 built upon. Right. You're going to always have to have that skill. And so we really have tried to lean into the importance and the value of having our young people build that skill out. And we're using podcasting and radio production as the, as, as useful tools and experiences for the young people to have to build those communication skills. So that's one. Secondly, you heard me say community engagement. Well, what does that mean? Well, the practice of community engagement is having the young people invest in their communities through relationship, through acts of service. And the, you know, f- throughout the life of YPP, Youth Police and Partnership, there has been efforts that the young people have engaged in that do just that, whether it be volunteering for a food bank, for example, uh, participating in the cultivation of community gardens. It could be community giveaways in which they are giving um, care packages for families in need. Or it could be volunteering for, you know, this year we had some of our young people come in on a Saturday and build uh, doll houses and other toys for a home for homeless shelters that we have. And, you know, these are things that get the young people invested in their own community. They get them engaged in their own community. And so we think and we believe that through, again, the practice of having young people build their communication skills and the practice of having them engaged in their community, that we're building healthy, quality loving citizens that will be productive, that will be leaders, and that will take care of the community that they believe took care of them. And, you know, that is what this, this experience is about. It's not just about having a podcast or or an audio production just for the sake of it. It is about giving these young people voice and giving them a platform in which to build their voice and then also giving them an opportunity to build in their community through their acts of service, through their relationship building, along with their continued efforts in building their leadership skills and building relationship with law enforcement entities. So all of those things matter. And that's why we believe Youth Police and Partnership is such a unique experience for young people because we're giving them such um, a range, an extraordinary range of an assortment of skills to build upon that we feel are vital and essential and also meet the larger uh, context and the larger value of the agency Children's Services of Roxbury, which is built on all those uh, things as well. So I hope that gives you a little bit of not just the history, but where we're currently at today. And when we come back from break, I'm going to share with you a little bit about where YPP is going, where we hope for it to go. So stay tuned for that. There's more VIP show on the other side. 
You're listening to the VIP show on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station with your host, Harry Harding, VIP of Innovation and Strategic Partnerships and overseer for the Youth Police and Partnership Program. Stay tuned for more VIP show. Shot the brick, man, why'd I do that? I wasn't finished living and I know you knew I knew that screaming, screw this man, I'm through this, why'd you do this? Cause I screwed that, now you in the backfield blocking. You ain't no fool back and understand why you hate me. Why now you're scared of dating? Cause I made you stand for months and what I've been avoiding facing. That thing that I've become is the monster I was afraid of and I kept you in the dark because that's what evil had made us. Intent was always good, I'm sure that there's worth too. The way my trust was set up had to be somebody's fool and I swore on what I love and never go through that again. So I leave before you make me and at least make you my friend. When I got something good, I came up Lodge sabotage and I pick out of your no flaws so that we can say I was wrong. You deserve the moon and stars if she can't reach that, let it be. I mean this from the bottom, even if that she is me. to that star watch you smiling i know i'm kind of late i was sure that you would wait that's what happens when you assume instead of communicate you woke up while i was snoozing the more i try to win you now the more i know i'm losing the more it seems i lose control you set your mode to cruising you said for me to choose you but you choose them i'm confused i guess i gotta face the news how they were there when you went through it and they embraced the flaws i use as proof of my excuses because i know you're moving on don't make it easy do it question was it love or was it lonely was it me or anybody in that moment i guess we'll never know because table turning time don't wait sometimes i go at least I know now I'm too late, huh? At least I know now I'm too late. At least I know now I'm too late. 
I had, I had to let that that track rock, man. That's uh, Oompa X Factor is the name of the track from her number November third album. That that track is fire, fire. Shout out to Oompa, um, and a friend of Children's Services of Roxbury, friend of the Boston community in general. Um, but um, you are listening to the VIP show on WBCA one hundred two point nine FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. The VIP show is brought to you by Children's Services of Roxbury and the young people of YPP, Youth Police in Partnership. Uh, again, a youth program that has been a part of Children's Services of Roxbury for more than a quarter century. And you'll notice today that there are no real VIPs of, on the show. The young people are actually in school right now. Uh, we're a little bit of a hiatus uh, from our summer program in between our summer program and our fall program. And so the only VIP in the building today just happens to be your boy, Harry Harding, the host of the VIP show today. Uh, I also get a chance to oversee the YPP program. So I guess I guess you could call me a VIP. I'm not really as important as the young people, but, you know, I'll step in and take a little bit of that that respect today. If y'all OK with that, y'all OK with that? Good, good, good. It, I can't hear you anyway. And if you're saying no. It don't matter because I'm here anyway. But um, thank you for listening to the VIP show. I hope you've been enjoying uh, just a little bit of learning about the program, having a bit more context for uh, the history and where the program is, 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 has evolved to. Um, but I want to take the, the last part of the show to really talk about the future, where we intend and where we hope and where the young people hope that YPP is taken is or is where we're taking the program. Um, you know, as we, you know, you know, started the history was really specifically designed for young people in law enforcement to build a relationship, particularly at a time in Boston in the nineties where, you know, violence and uh, youth violence was at a, was at a peak. And, you know, there was some great foundations and some great efforts made uh, to, to build on, build relationships and build those relationships. And, um, you know, you, you fast forward to 25 years later and those relationships are still active, still alive, still growing. Um, and now we've included within that effort also opportunities for young people to build their communication skills and their community engagement skills, uh, their communication skills through efforts like this, through the you know, producing a show like the VIP show through uh, learning how to do produce podcasts and uh, YouTube and other digital storytelling methods that we've been adding to our, our curriculum. And then also helping them continue to build their community engagement skills, right? So getting them uh, involved in their own community through um, volunteer efforts and acts of service and building relationships with other parts of the community. That's also a very big component for youth police and partnership. So given all that, where are we going? What's the next iteration? What's the next step for this program? Well, I'll tell you that one of the things we're so excited about is how this program is a part of a larger suite of youth development and youth resilient programming that is offered by Children's Services of Roxbury. And, you know, for context, again, Children's Services of Roxbury is a nonprofit that's been doing social services work for 50 years. You know, half of that time, YPP has been a part of it. And Children's Services of Roxbury um, has been dedicated to community and 
been a part of changing the conditions of the lives of the community since 1972. The founders, Reverend Richard Richardson and his wife, Justina, actually started Children's Services of Roxbury in the basement of their Tewksbury home. Uh, they started it as a way to provide better foster care uh, for black and brown children who were not receiving adequate care in their mind. And so they started their own foster care. They became foster parents themselves. And, you know, to date they fostered, I believe, more than 70 children, something along those lines. I mean, it's just absolutely extraordinary. And I, and I always love to tell that story because it is a great indicator. If you have no idea who we are and if you remember nothing else, know that our the, the agency of Children's Services of Roxbury was founded by a couple who were stalwarts in the faith-based community who were committed to making sure that lives and conditions of children and families were better, particularly those of black and brown children. And it started with them saying, well, there's nothing out there, so we're going to start one ourselves. And they, and they began fostering children. And that led and grew to them now having an agency that is moved far from their Tewksbury home and is now has four locations in Roxbury, Tewksbury, Northampton and Worcester, you know, with Roxbury being our largest location in our kind of our headquarters. And it's gone from we started in foster care, but now Children's Services of Roxbury beyond foster care also has serves housing, serves, excuse me, families who are homeless and in need of housing. And so we have a large housing programming department, department rather, excuse me. We also have an early education and child care division in which we have uh, child care for children zero, ages zero to five. And then we also have uh, a large behavioral health program, which is actually our largest of all the programs now, um, which serves more than a thousand families across the Commonwealth um, and provides therapeutic services in a number of ways. And then we, of course, have our youth development programming, which Youth Police and Partnership, YPP, the young people you've heard on this show and on this platform are a part of. And so as you can hear, Children's Services of Roxbury has been doing extraordinary work for a number of years. And I give you all that context to say, well, well what's the future? What's the what's youth? What's happening across agency, but particularly with youth development? How are you growing from where you were to where you want to go? And what does that mean for a program like YPP? Well, one of the concepts we've been uh, developing is this idea of creating a launch pad. And in early 2021, Children's Services of Roxbury purchased the building that they occupied on Dudley Street, uh, 504-520 Dudley. Some of you may be familiar with it. Um, it's a large brick building if you're driving down Dudley probably seen it a number of times didn't maybe not know what it was but you know if you know where ideal sub shop is which i know many of you do because you're probably in line right now waiting for a sub i'm gonna be i'm gonna be right behind you in a few minutes um if you know where ideal sub shop is and you know uh, where the croc center is it's right in that area and you know ideals are is, ideals our next door neighbor <clears throat> and right in but right on the other side of us is the shirley eustace house which is the former uh, Governor Manchin, um, beautiful property. Uh, you may have also remember that it was in the news recently because there are uh, there's evidence that there were slave quarters on that property and that now um, 
there are some efforts to actually go and dig underneath to see what was happening under that property and what we can find about some of the history around slavery that existed right here in Roxbury, which is quite fascinating. That's open for a whole other show. We can talk about that. But in between that is Children's Services of Roxbury. And we purchased that building last year. And one of our current uh, campaigns and um, efforts is to remodel and renovate that building to make it more community-centered, even more so than it already is, more with more community access, and particularly to provide and renovate and offer a massive youth space from a massive space just for youth programming. And we are terming that space the launch pad. And so the launch pad, more than just a physical location, is also a representation of a symbol of symbolism that think about the best way to describe it is to think about when you were a young person. Think about when you were a child, whether it be toddler age, school age, or even teenage age, and you went to that one place or you met that one adult that gave you the idea that that helped you realize that you could be something that you'd never thought you could be. So whether it was that teacher who said, you know what, Harry, you're really good at writing. Maybe you should think about being a writer. Or maybe it was that the boys and girls club or the YMCA. And when you walked in and you went, wow, I can, I can actually like, I can actually, you know, be a basketball player if I, if I work at it, or I can actually, you know, you know, uh, uh, learn how to do music or, you know, I could become a musician or I could, you know, anything. Think about the possibility. Think about when you learned like, wow, like I could actually be launched to do something else, right? Your dreams took on a different life because someone invested in it. Someone gave you that promise to hold on to whatever that experience looks like for you. We want to create that a hundred thousand times over for any young person that comes into that space on Dudley street and they walk in and they can feel promise. They can see promise. They can realize promise. They can be launched to their dreams, to the possibilities. That is the future of youth programming at children's services of Roxbury. It is part of the future of youth police and partnership. The program and this radio show that you're listening to, the VIP show, is a one byproduct, one element, one feature of where we see the evolution of youth programming going at Children's Services of Roxbury and with YPP. I have nothing, I would be no, I would be so joyful if 10 years from now, Instead of hearing my old voice on here, you're hearing young people running this show, running the engineer board, telling you about what's happening at Youth Police and Partnership, telling you about the history, breaking down the present, breaking down the future from their perspective. Now, that is what I call evolution. That's what I call the future in right now. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to hear. This this show is not just a radio broadcast in that sense. It is a manifestation of what happens when you put young people's ideas 
in the same space as adults who want to see them win and adults who want to see their promise realized. This show is an is a exact byproduct of that. And we want to see the evolution of that continue. So I hope that in this, this uh, show, you've gotten a lot more context for what it is that where the VIP show came from, where YPP came from, where it is, where it's going. And if you have any interest in learning more, I invite you to go to the website to find out more about the parent company, parent organization, Children's Services of Roxbury, who you've heard me talk about throughout the show as well. And you can do that at www.csrox, X as an X-ray, csrox.org to find out more about Children's Services of Roxbury and all the different programs, including Youth Police and Partnership and YPP. It has been my pleasure to be with you as always. Thank you for listening to the VIP show. Thank you for listening to WBCA 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. We'll see you another time. You'll hear us another time. Until then, be safe, good people. Take care.